Welcome. To Arcade Audio. I was so hard-headed at first. My grandma didn't even believe in me. I kept going, though. All I can say is I told you. Jury at the bank down the vault. You should have never doubted me. I'ma work to my last breath. I'ma hustle to my last breath. Yeah, yeah. Uh. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Married With Movies. I'm one of your hosts, Samantha Mullet. She next to me on the couch is your other host, my beautiful husband, Chris Mullet. I feel like we should play that. Because we're done. The fight is over. We've literally gone 12 rounds. It's the eye of the time. No, it's not appropriate at all. Have you not learned anything from watching these nine movies? Is that really a question? What are we going to do with you? <sighs> what are we going to do with this podcast? This is a sandwich. What? Podcast. That's a sandwich podcast. Because we're going to talk about something and then something really good and then something. Oof, man, we got... You can't give away, like, I'm, the podcast I'm not 45 the lead. seconds in. I'm not bearing the lead. Oh, my God. You've learned nothing. We've been doing this for, like, four years and you've learned nothing. We've been together 12 years, and I've, that's still happening, so. It is a March. <laughs> you don't even know what day it is. It's the 9th, bro. The ninth. And you work today, so you should have known. I didn't have to write it down. <gasps> Dang. 2019. Man. If you're new here to the podcast, every single week we watch a. Well, it never knows what day it is. A random movie. <laughs> <laughs> or we nominate one, or it's our birthdays, or it's a holiday. What? Or we have a visitor. There's there's like nine different ways we watch movies now. We just watch movies. We talk about it. We talk about our lives. We, we make fun, fun of each other. We love each other. Let's not go crazy. So. That was mean. That was mean. What? We have banter. It's called banter. When you're hearing this. What the fuck? Samantha is gone. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've released I'm, her to her own devices. I'm, um, I'm done. She'll I'll be, be in, gone. She'll be in Alabama for uh, work, uh, some work training. And I'll be on my own with the baby oh. and my mother. Yes, so you, uh, you can send your thoughts and prayers and your well wishes at MaryWMovies or MaryWMovies at gmail.com. You know, check in on us. Uh, Jillian is currently asleep upstairs with a, a fever. fever. A fever. She's if you ever if you have a child, there's no worse feeling than watching your child be sick. And she's that's such a good like heart and spirit. She's just like standing there or sitting there and she just looks so miserable. We're like, You okay? She's like, Yeah. And she's still trying to dance and still trying to do whatever she she's wants still to trying do. To to do stuff. To be fun, but she's just miserable. Poor thing. So she should be better soon. Um the next time you hear from us, we'll hopefully have a, a movie report to share with you hopefully we're gonna try to see some uh, movies while his mom is this here this is there i was gonna say maybe two but no i won't have gone with, to, with justin by then it'll be afterwards um i have a movie report though to give out because i had a day off from work earlier on in the week and i managed in the midst of 
editing and cleaning and doing all this stuff. I managed to squeeze in a movie while I made uh, made lunch. Something I've been meaning to watch for a while, and I knew that you had no interest in, so I watched off of Netflix. I watched Fire, the yeah about that stupid festival music documentary. festival. Yes, I was very interested in it. It was why. Well, because Shit. a you know I love documentaries, and you know I love entertainment documentaries specifically, and this story was just very intriguing to me in that they they got the most famous like models to go to this Pablo Escobar island and film like these videos and these Instagram posts and pay them a bunch of money to promote this festival this like luxury festival and like they didn't have anything planned <laughs> to do it and it was really amazing to watch uh basically this this guy yeah, and Ja Rule defraud it was really you would have really enjoyed it it was really, really good. Um, ja Rule wasn't... Did he sing? Well, Ja Rule was one of the two main investors. Did he sing? Ja Rule's an asshole, no. Ja Rule never sang. Ja Rule... Did he ja, speak? There's not many times in, in music history where a guy's career like ends in like one line, but 50 Cent ended his line when he just called him the cookie monster. It's like, well, Ja Rule's done. <laughs> good night. Also, I have to give a shout-out to 50 Cent because no human being is as petty as 50 Cent because he continues to just ruin Ja Rule's life by, like, buying all the tickets to his shows. Yep. It's amazing to me. Um, So I recommend it. It was a good documentary. There was one shocking part in it. Uh, One of, like, the event coordinators, the the guy who ran it, basically asked the guy to go suck the dick of the the person who was, like, in charge of the water for the event because they weren't going to get released until, like, they got paid, like, their $175,000. And this guy was like, I was going to do it because I felt like I had to. But then I didn't have to, thank God. It was a very, very interesting documentary. So check it out. Um, there's another one. I think that it's on weird. Hulu or Amazon or somewhere. But I watched the one off of Netflix. It's just called Fire. Um, so check it out. If you haven't watched it, it's good. Okay. Take your word for it. I know you, you're not going to watch it. But we have a lot to discuss. So if there's not anything else up front, let's get into it. If you're new, you know that we drew out of our big movie collection box the entire Rocky At the franchise. Of the year. No. Last year. In December of oh last my year. God. It's taken us three months it to watch It has taken us a while. Well, we specifically at a certain point planned it out because we weren't able to go into theaters to watch Creed 2. Right. So we waited until it was released uh, just last week because, you know, for qualification on the podcast, we have to actually own it. So we had to buy it. We're going to buy it anyway because I have all the other Rocky movies, so I'm not going to be have an incomplete set. So here we are today covering Rocky Balboa, Creed, and Creed Two. So we will start with Rocky Balboa. Uh, Samantha, you will read the package. I even saved it on my phone and blew it up for you, so it's nice and easy to read. Um, I'll, I'll let you not have to read the, the quote on the front of the box, just that way it's... Expanded there. Thank there you. you go. Oh no, it is a little blurry. It is yeah. not that blurry. It's actually Where the easiest I, one you've had. Making excuses already. No, I don't. I wasn't wearing my glasses. I can't see anything if I don't have my glasses. Mm-hmm. All right. Rocky Balboa goes the distance. It's all heart, says Stephen Holden, New York Times. When he loses a highly publicized virtual boxing match. To ex-champ Rocky Balboa, Sylvester Stallone, reigning heavyweight title holder Mason Dixon, Antonio Tarver, retaliates by challenging 
the Italian stallion to a nationally televised 10-round exhibition bout. To the surprise of his son, Milo Venetimiglia, TV's heroes, I know that's wrong, that one. and friends, Rocky agrees to come out of retirement and face an opponent who's faster, stronger, and 30 years his junior. With the odds stacked firmly against him, Rocky takes on Dixon in what will become the greatest fight in boxing history, a hard-hitting, action-packed battle of the ages. Cool. Milo Ventimiglia. How do you say it? Milo Ventimiglia. Ventimiglia. Yeah, you added an extra syllable. Ventimiglia. <laughs> Ventimiglia. I was hoping, I didn't read it before him, I was like, please have his name on the back of the box. Yeah, you know, I, you the know I'm not going to be able to say that. I was like, I know I'm good. So we are tied? Hang we on. should be tied again, I think. Uh, yes, we are tied. Sweet. You have two more boxes to read. Well, this so, is episode 237, isn't it? I believe so, yes. Yeah. So, let me get to my notes. So, a kind of funny story this one. This is the first Rocky movie I saw in theaters, obviously, because Rocky V came out in 90. I was three years old. Um, I saw this movie in theaters with just my dad. So, my mom dented on the other side of me. And... <laughs> I don't remember why. Oh, man. Actually, I think I remember why. So, yeah, so my mom was in Ohio preparing for my grandmother's um, surgery, which would end up being the end of her life. But um, my dad and I were uh, were hanging out over the holidays. And he's like, you want to go see a movie? I'm like, yeah, I, you're going to get in for free. That's why you're asking. Because I was still working at the theater, technically. It was in between school, um, so I knew everyone who worked there. So, like, what do you want to go see? And he's like, I don't know, you pick. And I was like, fuck, there's a Rocky movie out that got, like, really good reviews. Yeah. And I just watched Rocky V a couple months prior for the first time. And I was like, how is this movie, like, getting good reviews? Yeah, because it's Rocky V you watch, like... Yeah, so I was intrigued. So we watched it in... Th- so I saw it with my dad in theaters, and he really liked it. And look, I really like it, too. I really liked it, too. I don't know. That's why you confused me earlier about, like, the sandwich thing. Because I'm like... I said it last time. We're done with bad Rocky movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Movies. No, I, I don't know why I said that either. Because I was like, I really actually like this one. We're done with bad Rocky like, movies. I think it's probably the reason my I like this Rocky. one so much is because it 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 if there wasn't Creeds, this would have been the way to go out. Yes. Rocky Five is not the way to end no. it, and Stallone realized I, that. I think that this is my favorite of the Rocky. You're a little crazy on that one. Why? Because. I mean, I still think Rocky Two and Rocky Three are like the standard bearer. Well, there's still a lot of this that is pretty um, cheesy and like the in the influence of Stallone controlling all of it. Like you can kind of tell. I don't, I don't know what you're talking about. But what could you be talking about? But it's different because it's a it's a it's incredibly sad tone. It's a very very melancholy. But it's tone. but it's needed. Because yeah, it shows so much growth. Like in the other movies, there was like a growth overall, sure, but it was like the same formula, yeah. really. But this movie was so different. Um, it's very different, and there was a lot of humor in this movie too. Well, basically, unintentional. From, some maybe from here, from this one in Creed, Rocky, like in these modern times. It, you know, it yeah. basically becomes, you figure there's, there's a 16-year gap between Rocky V and this. There was no internet. There was no cell phones. There was no it, isn't pagers that, even. Like, there's so much difference. Isn't that crazy to think of, though? Yeah. Like, think of that for just a sec. Like, that's crazy. Ro- when did Rocky V come out? 
90. It came out, Rocky Five came out in like 90. In 90. Yeah. So like Rocky just jumped over the 90s. It's crazy. Yeah, because Stallone was too busy making bad movies. Um, we'll get there. <laughs> um, yeah, they're in that box. A lot of them are in that yep. box. Oh man, I have a lot. I of mean, I was I was shocked that Adrian was dead at the beginning. I mean, we should just start. Sure. From and the top. How can, how come she's dead and Rocky and Polly aren't? No. With hey, all the shit that they did, you know well, what I mean. Well, yeah, like, Rocky has traumatic brain trauma, and Polly's and an alcoholic. Are we gonna get Are we gonna get Polly some help? <laughs> like, can someone notice? I know. Polly, please, someone give Polly some help. And is this like real life sixteen year gap? Like, is this yeah. what's the time difference? Like, yeah, they legit years. said, okay, it's been sixteen years. Well, I mean, like, basically, the, it's, it's not like they tried to do it. Oh, this is five years later. They didn't no, try no, that. No, they, no, it's like a legit, yeah. like, this is taking place I think place now. his wife died in, I think the, the graves is like 2002, 2003, okay. so it's been a few years. Okay. Um, I mean, Sloan said he's like, look, I love to have Talia Shire back, but the way this story needs to go. She like, can't. And she understood. Like, it wasn't like she was mad. Like, yeah. Carl Weathers was a little mad that, like, he, he gets killed in Rocky off. Four. you yeah. know, like, because, you know, he, he felt like there's more of that character to do. But Talia Shire kind of got in, like, yeah, like, there's really not a lot like, of anything else. It makes sense. That, that's needed for this character to grow. Yeah, like, you need to take away to everything that Rocky loves and needs yeah. and kind of leave him. So, like, and it's so, like I said, it's so sad, but, like, the the like the piano theme is beautiful. Stallone crushes those themes. Even Polly, like, when he's, like, when they're following, like, her on her anniversary of the death, and he's like, I can't do this anymore, like... I treated her so bad. You treated her good. Like I'm not doing this anymore. Like yeah, I don't want to be in the past. He gets yeah. you. Like and I he put does such my a great per, job. One of my first notes before we got into this movie really was, "Oh no, Sly's back, writing and acting and directing." I didn't know what I was in for. So he poor, does. Poor yeah. Robert Milo is so young in this movie. My second note after no recap, yay! Yeah, was, yeah I have was no recap. Baby face Milo. Baby face Milo. He's so young. He's so young, uh, and like I didn't even realize like he was in this. You see, know? Like, yeah, yeah. So, so yeah. So it, it's melancholy, but like it's better than Rocky Five was. Like, sure, he lives in a smaller house. He runs this restaurant. Rocky running a business. Those books are fucked. That's why he had that real big pregnant girl who had no so customer service skills. Those books are cooked. Not that Rocky is money laundering, but like he literally tried to cook the books. Spider Rico took those books downstairs. Oh, and Spider Rico! I thought that that was so funny. I, I love that there's really good callbacks to like really minor stuff in this movie. Just so throughout. the first guy he ever beats. Like, he feels bad for her, so he just gives him free meals, and that guy in turn feels bad, so he just wants to help out around and he the... just cleans. He says, Jesus told me to do it. Like, just Let me earn my dishes. keep. And he's like, all right, fine, fuck it. It's so funny. I, lo- I, love, I love that love they that. bring the Marie character back, because that is a, a good benchmark of the Rocky character in the first one. Like, this is just a good guy trying to do good stuff. Yeah. And I also love that that character was never... Like, the only time it gets minorly weird is, like... The night before the fight, she gives him, like, a little kiss on the mouth. That's weird. You know? But the whole time, it's like, they're just friends. Like, he's just lonely. He just wants to help somebody. He feels like he can help. Mm-hmm. They, she appreciates it. They're yeah. friends. Like, Rocky, you can't give Rocky a love interest. Like, you can't. Like, yeah. that's just wrong. And that, that's all that it is. It doesn't necessarily work through and through. That's fucking Steps Kid, you know, is just kind of hanging around. I know. But let me just say a couple things first. Yeah. About that. Mm-hmm. Um, I liked when he was introduced to Steps that, because we've been watching Rocky since when did the first one come out? Mid-70s. Mid-70s. Yeah. And now, so this is really, what, how, 20 years later, how much- 30 almost. 30 years later, how much have things have changed where, you know, 
when she introduces her son and he automatically thinks it's the white one. She's like, oh, no, it's the other one. And his reaction is like, oh, oh, cool. Thank cool. God, That's thank cool. God, thank God Polly wasn't there. I know. <laughs> here but i said it's really progressive and just like the way he took it it was like yeah okay cool yeah. does he want a job yeah. like it it doesn't matter like i thought that that does was he want really to release it at a press conference and have nothing to talk I about know later that was really weird but i just thought that that was really cool and it speaks to what you were saying like this is just a nice guy who doesn't really care because like even like with adrian I was like oh she's such a nerd whatever like when he mm-hmm. first started like he's just a nice he sees the Rocky character just sees you, the good in everybody. The good in everybody. And, and that's, that's something I'm going to get to later wonderful. on with Creed 2 that made some of the scenes in Creed 2 powerful because the only person he never has that for is Ivan Drago because Drago is the one who killed Creed. He, he doesn't have it for Clubber Lang either because they don't really have that scene, which is something else I want to get to in Creed 2. But like for anybody else he just encounters, like he always gives people the first chance. Unless you do something... Like you're 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 with him till the end, mm-hmm. so the Rocky character is is just one of the best and most earnest He's just characters an that there is. Exact, that's a um, great. Not word. without his flaws. So no, the father He's and son perfect. stuff in this, I didn't necessarily like revisiting it because we got it so heavy in Rocky Five. Mm-hmm. Um, and a part of me was like, well, how can this happen again? You know, I guess, and they didn't. It wasn't even really because of the grieving process from either one. It was just like. You loom a large shadow. Yeah, he loomed a large shadow 16 years ago. Like, you're still dealing with this? Yeah. And then you find in Creed 2, like, they're still dealing with it. Yeah, but I think part of this was also uh, our imitating life. Sure. As well, because his son, his biological son. We talked about last time, Sage. Sage. Yeah. He he actually did die. He didn't die. He wasn't dead in this one already. Is he? No, he, he was around. Oh, in Creed. In Creed. In Creed. Yeah, he did. But still, I'm sure there was some stuff there that, you know, like, made it difficult. But... Um, but yeah, uh, so that stuff, like, you know, some of those scenes were just like, okay, we're, we're visiting this again, yeah. but it, 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 I, I let it slide just because of how good Stallone is in them. Yeah, Stallone, Stallone's Yo, can really we good. just say, Sly, it took you six movies, bruh. You, you got one. You got it. <laughs> he's the MVP you of this movie. You got it. I think so. He, oh, he's undoubtedly. I don't even have anybody else written down. I had Burt Young Burt written down. Burt Young. Because this was also Burt's best he, performance. He did such a great job emotionally with the Adrian things and just being toxic. And, and you know, when he would show to the restaurant and everything and all of that he's stuff. He's got a big thing of meat at the bottom. big thing of Holy, meat. Holy, it's a restaurant. There's alcohol beings. If you can't drop a 40-pound thing of meat on the bar. You better stay on the straight and narrow, Rich Camelucci. Uh, news in Philadelphia tonight 80 people got E. coli from Adrian's restaurant when raw meat was placed on the bar um, yeah and he also has that moment like oh so Sylvester Stallone joins our MVP LVP he again. does uh, he also is great during the fight when like when they're walking out and he's like he, he does it I think in a previous I think he does it in three or four too where he's like I love you go do this you know like when he gets really earnest and like he shares his emotions particularly with Rocky it's really sweet and then in the fight, too, he's like, let it all go. This is the last round you have. Like, it gets you because it's like these guys have been yeah. through so much, you know, and they're the only two that are sticking out. And then he gets let go from his job. Paulie does a really good job. But Stallone, Stallone has like five or six monologues. Of course he does. And like normally you'd feel like they're meandering or like, you know, the way that he goes. And they still do. But the content of them is, are so genuine because of the, like how this character is. Like... He's he's not smart, but he's so wise at this point. 
Yeah, that's a good way to put it, too. Um, so, like, the monologues he gives, like, when yeah. he's, like, fighting for his license, the monologue he gives to Robert. I like Robert. that license scene. I like it besides the fact that how the fuck did he pass those tests? He couldn't, I guess because, I guess, if they wanted to explain it this way, technology over the course of 16 years, maybe they uncovered stuff that didn't seem to be as serious as they were. But come on, like, his brain is mashed potatoes. <laughs> and that's without any, that's just Sylvester Stallone. That's without just getting hit in the head. He's just, that's just how he his brain, that's just how he brain, then, his brain works. And then the recap came in towards the end, after the training montage, during the training montage. There was a re- there was? Yeah, they showed scenes from every one of the other movies. True, very true. Every, every, every other But movie. I was fine with that because, man, that fucking, seeing Duke, and like Duke's little speech too, he's like, you're slow, you got arthritis, like this, that, and the other. He's like, we're going to make you fucking hard. <laughs> like, we're just going to make you... But who's at the restaurant if he brought everybody with him? Just that power. pregnant lady and her baby? It's fine. The book's... Rocky, you're four years behind <laughs> paying the bills. But his entourage was something, though. He had Polly, Duke. Duke. <laughs> Old-ass Tur- Tony Burton. This, uh, Steph. Steph. Spider. Marie. Polly. His, his son. son. Who doesn't know anything? His Everyone like, and their mom was His son's was a there. fucking broker. I know. They <laughs> that entourage, though, that was They don't fun. know anything. Um, but, uh... And I just, I liked the fight at the end. I thought it was legit. It was good. It was, it was good. a good fight. It was a very it was good, good fight. fight. Um, it was good. I mean, the special effects came into play, and then I was like, no. I so yeah, like so this. Oh, that, it, that I didn't like. What special effects? I would have walked away, too. I don't know. There's special effects. When they showed the... Um, you take shitty notes. I know I do, because I think I was falling asleep at this point. Well, so I, I love how much we've come in 13 years with computer-generated uh, video game images. That, that that fight was so fucking fake and bad. But it's it's true. Like, I, for, like I'm, I forgot that they referenced it, but this actually happened. Like, in the... Se- and, like, I think it was in the 70s when Ali, like, wasn't able to fight and Marciano was old as shit, like... They, like, paid them a bunch of money to, like, basically shit spar, and they spliced it together to be, like, a fake fight, and a computer determined, like, who would win. And, it, like, they sold a bunch of them, and it was very famous. Mm-hmm. Um, making it the basis for a movie is pretty crazy. Um, especially because all the Mason Dixon stuff is just so uninteresting. So every time they said Mason Dixon, yeah, it was uninteresting. Uh-huh. But all I thought about was on Survivor... How they had that Mason-Dixon alliance. Who was in the Mason-Dixon alliance? It was the guy who won, and uh, it was the guy from School of Rock, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, they, no, they, no, they were the Rockers. No, they weren't. Yeah, it was. Oh, yeah, Mason-Dixon was Christian. Christian and, and, the, and Nick. And Nick. I hate Look what I've done to you. I'm going to put my finger down my throat. <laughs> I thought you were going to say, uh, man, uh, Daryl and Merle have a weird third brother. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, Merle would never have a black brother. Um, just a fact, just based on the character. Yeah, that drug the movie down for me just because the crux of a good Rocky movie, or even some of the worst ones, is the good villain. Yes. And this one just doesn't... He's not even really a villain. Like, he's just a... He's boring. He shows you the change in sports, and it's particularly boxing and, like, and fighting, like mixed martial arts, where it's all about these, like, charismatic... Like, everyone's trying to be fucking Ali. Everyone's trying to be, like, a character and be bombastic and, like, have this. But, like, it's hard to do. Like, everyone's borrowed from wrestling in terms of, like, promos and character. We're like, but it's fucking real. 
Like, but you have to do it to sell stories. So him's like in his fucking mansion doing his shit. Also didn't help that he was a pretty bad actor. Um, but yeah, so that that hurt the movie o- overall for me. Also, we're getting into the territory now where I'm starting to recognize real sports personalities, and I it's hard for me to differentiate them as their characters and them as like what I normally see them as, and I hate most of them. So like Skip Bayless can go fuck off. He's mm-hmm. a fucking cancer to sports because he's it's just the way that it is. Max Kellerman, I for both all three movies, each time I wrote fucking Max Kellerman. <laughs> Oh, just, just the special me. effects when everything was black and white and they had like the yellow and the red and they showed colors. the blood. No. Uh, so Oh, like the effect. And okay. it showed like the blood and red and stuff and oh, like Oh, so they didn't like show this. blood in its natural green color. No, what no, are you and about? they made everything black and like this. <laughs> the scene. I <laughs> you are such a simpleton. <laughs> I hated this. You hated this? Oh, I'm sorry. All these special effects. I want to just see the fight straight. I think they literally did something like this in every single movie, Samantha. I didn't like it. Right then and there. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, so Max Kellerman bothers me. Uh, it was cool. He's on my LVP just because I like the moment where he's like, Rocky Balboa just said, how you doing to me? It was like... like oh my God, he was like a Kind of like a break boy. in the... F- oh, he is. Max Kellerman. So I remember that like... When I started watching ESPN regularly in like the late '90s, early 2000s, like Sports Center every single night, like following sports, you would always catch like ESPN had like Boxing After Dark, and it would always be on after like the late night Sports Center or like right on before. So I caught a way too much of Max Kellerman boxing analysis for like a 15 year old kid because I didn't care. Um, but he was like has a certain charisma about him, and then like he wanted more money, and ESPN was like no, so we went to Fox Sports or he went somewhere. And got, like, this big-ass contract, had this really terrible show, and just kept, like, bouncing around everywhere. But for his craft, he knows boxing. He's just a little bit annoying sometimes. Um, he's not my OVP. Neither is Skip Bayless, ultimately. But it's just, like, it's weird to, like, see these guys in fucking these movies now. Um, I can tell you who the LVP is. Who is the LVP? I'm going to go back to one of my first notes from the beginning of the film. Uh-huh. Wow, Angie, you white trash whore. You get the fuck out of here. <laughs> LVP right here. Yes, they are better than you because they aren't LVP. Yeah, you that, go, that Rocco. Way to defend women and all that. That's what I said. That, that, was, scene, that scene was bad. That scene was, was bad. bad. She was so bad. Stallone like, kills that scene. He's like, nah, little Marie. It ain't all right. It and, ain't like, all right. But just like, and then you see said, her oh, later. you don't want to buy me a drink? White trash. But I, oh, I said, catch me outside. How about that? <laughs> That's what she was. Uh, she's not my LVP. Oh, cause... she's my LVP. Because then, then they come back to her at the end when they're watching the, the and fight. And then she has the, to change a heart. And she, and she just nods. I hated it. I hated she's it. She's so minuscule. Compared to Antonio Tarver, who's a, who like is not an actor. Like, you're a fucking athlete. And he, like, like I said, he drags the movie down. I know, you're right. I just had to say it. Okay, so we're naming Antonio Tarver? Yeah. Okay. I mean, that other woman was But I wasn't crazy about the... Like, those special effects were terrible. (laughs) In the end of the... It's not even special effects, Samantha. It's just fucking lighting and editing. I didn't like it. Jesus. Um, I also feel like Milo got a little bit off... Let off here. You shut your mouth. <laughs> I'm sorry. You shut your mouth. He's a saint. I know. He's all of our dads. Um, 
It's my father. He he isn't good in this. He's pretty whiny. And he's and real green. Leave when Sylvester Sloan is out acting you in every scene. He's real green. Leave him alone. I know. But Milo, Milo is number three. Actually, because I've been messaging Rich and Pope about a lot of these back and forth. You've been talking and, to them before you talked to me about this? It's well, I've been talking about... to Toby about this since since New Year's when, we, when I told him and Justra that I, we were watching all these and we were kind of sharing like our thoughts. And um, I'll get to something here in a minute that I told him and he was shocked by. And when I saw his list, I'm like, why Why is this movie so low for you? And he said, Milo. <laughs> That's the reason why. He just, oh, wow. He bothers him. So, um, uh, other little things. Uh, uh, man, that pound scene was so unnecessary, but it was very sweet. When they pick up, uh, they pick up Punchy. Oh yeah! When they pick Aww. up that ugly ass dog that you insisted was cute, which is why I don't want to get he's a fucking cute. dog. No, he's cute. Um, cute little mutt. Given more props to Salai when um, finally, um, when he's at the grave, he's at the grave every single day with the chair, and it's so sweet. Um, when Milo joins the grave, is that how you're gonna be when I die? No, I'm, I'm not burying you. Number one, you want to be buried? What are you doing? Hmm? What are you doing to me? Oh, fuck, I don't know. <laughs> Stuff me and put me in this chair. Welcome to this week's episode of Married with Movies. I always get the name MVP and LVP. It'll be great. And basically, the show doesn't change. You're such an asshole. Um, but uh, Sly's facial expressions and like his reactions when like Robert joins him are so like the hug and the way his face reacts. Like Sly destroys this movie. Sly. We've already established that. I've, I'm just, I'm going through the rest of my notes, bro. Rocky fought 81 times. How did he pass those tests? <laughs> His record's like 55 and 21, and like it's like, oh my god. Uh, stolen without a shirt. I know it was necessary. Didn't need to see it. It could have been a lot worse. It could have. I mean, he's obviously on steroids, because uh, there ain't no like commission to monitor athletes, or monitor actors taking steroids, but um, yeah, it's a little, he looks like a melting candle, and um... Uh, here's a fun trivia fact for you. Mm. Uh, so, of course, when the movie, uh, when the fight's about to begin, and like Tarver's jawjacking with somebody at ringside, it's Mike Tyson appearing in the oh, movie as wow. himself. Well, no, you, you see it like very blatantly. Mm-hmm. Wasn't originally supposed to be Mike Tyson. Who was it supposed to be? Supposed to be Clubber Lang. Oh, that's cool. But Mr. T wanted too much money <laughs> for that. Like you don't remember Mike Tyson was in this movie, right? Nope. It's literally ten seconds. Greedy bastard. He wanted too much money to do it. And it would have been the only, t- like, it would have been a good callback. I'll go look at the former heavyweight champion, you know, and it would have been a nice little moment, like, him jaw-jacking with Rocky's opponent and maybe even, like, a little nod to Rocky, like, you're the better man, like, kind of thing. But nope, T wanted too much money, so they got Tyson instead. Um, and yeah, this is how you end the story. It was such a good, it's such a good redemption from Rocky Five. It doesn't matter win or lose, even though they did film both endings. Oh, they did? Mm-hmm. I've seen, the, it's, it's an extra on the DVD, at least. I don't know if it was an extra on the Blu-ray. We didn't watch it. But, like, the Buffer does the announcement. They're both in the ring. He goes, you're winner and still undisputed champion in your hearts. And everyone's like, what the fuck? And, like, Tarver kind of freaks out and Rocky wins. And, yeah, it's not as good. It's better off, like, yeah. he just leaves but the ring. He didn't even wait for them to say it. He just walked he, out. He, he didn't won. even need it. He didn't yeah. need the win. He won. He didn't you know? even need to Tarver, hear it. Uh, Dixon gets his, like, solidification, even though I don't know how solidified you can be in beating up, like, a 50-some-year-old man. You know, and barely winning. So yeah, Rocky Bobo is awesome. Yeah. Uh, let me go to uh, what are you giving 
Uh, no, I drew it, so I, I give it a score. score first. Um, where is man? I gave it a lower score at first, but I'm gonna go a solid seven. That's what, exactly what I had. Seven. Okay. A seven. So I, I liked I ha- it I, just as much as I liked Rocky three. I well, I have it right behind Rocky two and Rocky three, but obviously better than one, four, and five. Yeah. So, so a, seven a seven for Rocky Balboa. So we are done with Rocky being the Rocky. main attraction. Yes. But the story's not over. The story's not over. Creed is next. We actually have these packages with full recaps because they're not part of the set. So go ahead and read the package for Creed, Samantha. Okay. Creed, your legacy is more than a name. Michael B. Jordan and Sylvester Stallone deliver knockout performances, says Andrew Barker Variety. Adonis Johnson, Michael B. Jordan, son of deceased world heavyweight champion Apollo Creed, has boxing in his blood. Looking to win his own title, Adonis heads to Philadelphia and convinces his father's rival-turned-friend, Rocky Balboa, Sylvester Stallone, to train him, even as Rocky battles his own deadly opponent outside the ring. Now Adonis has a shot, but first he must develop the heart of a true fighter in this new chapter of the Rocky story from critically acclaimed director Ryan Coogler. You didn't think I was going to get Coogler, did you? I, I didn't think I get Coogler. Yeah, I was a complete idiot. Thanks. You're welcome. Um, Yo. This movie's fucking amazing. I love this movie. I said it when we saw it in theaters. I say it every time I talk to anybody about it. Anytime I think of it, I say it. This is the best Rocky movie. This is Far and away the best. And Tope movie. was shocked by that, and I was like, "Have you rewatched it?" And I think he said he had. And like for him, because he loves the franchise so much and has seen it so many times, Rocky One still holds a special place because it's so different. Um, sure, and, and but I'm like, this Bro, is so different watch too. It. Like it's it's not Rocky. Uh, Creed is just right from the opening. Like you get chills just well, you know, seeing him as a child and. Creed's wife taking him in and oh even like God. the first scene in Mexico like it's, oh, it's it, imme- great. it immediately feels different it's immediately fresh Ryan Coogler is one of the best directors going um, and you see it and you see the difference between this and Creed 2 in terms of somebody who has a vision and who has just straight chops as a director like just crushing it this movie has two of the best long takes I've ever seen in movies. Um, him entering the ring for the big fight mm-hmm. against Conlon at the end is one fucking take, builds the anticip- anticipation incredibly, and then the, the first fight itself, yeah. where, like, he literally gets cut open in the middle of the fight, and it doesn't fucking cut. Like, it's incredible how they do it. It's great. Um, Coogler, Coogler so kills it. There's so much emotion behind this, and it just has such a real and gritty, it doesn't real beat life, on the bush. gritty feel. It's a side of boxing you haven't seen yet. It's a great sequel and a great homage to the originals. It really is. Because it's, it's a sequel to them, but it's creating its own story. It's, it's the passion of the Taurus, and it's creating, yeah, it's creating its own story. I mean, I... And see, I, li- I thought Stallone did a great job in Rocky Balboa. Mm-hmm. I thought he did a great job in this movie, too. He's the MVP of this movie. I'm sorry, Michael B. Jordan. No, man. No, 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 no. no. no, no We're going to get a knockout drag off by this. This I'm going to knock the fuck out of you. Nope. No way. Michael B. Jordan is incredible in this. He's he's fine. He's good. No, he's fantastic. Stallone is the MVP of this movie. 
I thought that this was Stillen's best performance by far, but yes. I think Michael B. Jordan does no. such a great job. He's the, so value value. Without Stallone giving this performance, this movie is not as valuable as it is. Michael B. Jordan's very good, great even, and in any other movie, I'm 100% agreeing with you. Stallone is on another fucking level in this movie. And the fact that Mark Bushy Eyebrows Rylance beat him for Best Supporting Actor for Bullshit Bridge of Spies is on par with Sam Jackson losing to Martin Landau as, in like, terms of all-time travesties. Stallone is my first name was Stallone. Stallone is on another level already in the first scene, and you just sense the difference in yeah. him. He's he's calmer and cooler because he didn't write it. He's not directing it. He's able to just fucking focus on the character, yeah. and it shows. Um, I called it before he had the. the <laughs> so I wrote uh, right before the first fight. Um, I wrote I'm calling it early. This is the best Rocky movie. I call it with like more than half the movie to go already. Yeah. And then I wrote, oh, I wrote that before the taking a shit scene. Now I definitely mean it. <laughs> oh, yeah, no. Like, that scene was great. I forgot that he had that freak out. It's like, man, take my gloves off. He's like, oh, my God, like, what's wrong with him? Like, like when you're first, like, yeah, watching, it's like, guys, is, he having second, is he having second thoughts? Like, it's a character fall? No, I just gotta take a shit, man. Who's <laughs> gonna wipe my ass? Yeah. <laughs> so, I wipe my own ass. <laughs> um, it's a great... No, I, I, I love that scene. I like the bond that they form. Um... Yeah, this is the best, like, father-son relationship. Fa- best father-son well, relationship. not best, because Mick and Rock also have that relationship, and it's an amazing parallel to it. But their relationship is so genuine, calling him unk, helping out, like, joking around, but then also, like, Rocky rides his ass. That mirror scene is what, like, that mirror scene from Rocky saying, like, this is the toughest opponent you're ever going to have to face. You stand here and fight him. Oh, my God, Rocky is a fucking killer in this movie. He is. He's so... I like that mirror scene a lot. The my favorite scene, though, mm-hmm. I think my favorite scene is after he wins, and they go tear the city up. <laughs> they just fall asleep. Newsflash, that is also how we tear the city up. <laughs> very true. Falling asleep on the couch, and I'm assuming 10 p.m. on a Saturday night, because it is, yeah, it's 9.20, and I'm already feeling it <laughs> on a Saturday night. Um, no, I just lo- I just loved all of... The progression it, and the the bonding. I also love it, it creates its own identity. It, right. It, but it, it still gives the homage. It stays true to the to the feel of Rocky, but it's it's Creed now. Well, and it's also like so, so it has the the Rocky well, moment. So the training sequence when you get like what there's a training montage when you get gonna fly now kind of in the back, but like it's updated. It's him in the street with the guys on the bikes. Um, you don't hear, uh, you don't truly hear the Rocky's theme though, until he knocks Conlon down, like right at the end of that fight, and it goes right into the other Rocky theme, uh, and then uh, also the fact that it saves the steps for the last scene. It's so poignant, and it means so much yeah. from everything they've been through throughout the entire movie. That it's just a slow walk up them. They got it's just through it so all. So emotional, so yeah. wonderful. I think it's. I just love yeah. it. I love this movie. And it doesn't hurt Michael B. Jordan. He's on your list. Yeah. Oh, yes. Cool. Yeah. Sure is. Good for, good for you. He's the... Rama making the MVP just so you can fuck him, all right? I mean, but you could. I, I, my next to last note besides the step scene was the most powerful moment of the movie is... 
when the ref's checking on him, Stallone helps him beat the the oh. test with the with the the eye was and stuff. Was that Stallone? I thought that was the doctor. I thought that the doctor did. That. No, 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 no. It's it's somebody in the corner. Okay. Somebody in the corner, and Stallone says like, you know, what else do you have to prove? And he says, I got to prove I'm not a mistake. Oh. And it just like kind of holds. And like mm-hmm. like like you hear the audience buzzing in the back in terms of like them being in the arena, but you're just in that moment. It's like fuck, that's so powerful because you're waiting to hear that like the whole fucking movie. Yeah. Like you know that's what is on his mind and why he's going through all this. And Stone just tells him like you're not. And then the way Stone like tells him to do it, oh, it gets me. Jordan is amazing. He is amazing. He's so good. He's amazing. Um, Man, but it's real hard to watch some of these fight scenes, man. They don't mess around. They these get don't. For real. That knockout. Those hey, both ha- knockouts are just like, ooh. Yeah, like you feel it. Your head goes. Back one of the it. notes was one of them. Uh, Jordan legitimately kind of gets knocked out on, which is something that Rocky said happened to him, and or Stallone happens yeah. in almost every movie. And yeah. He's like, it's, it's the Rocky classes. curse. You got to have it. Like you got to do it. Yeah. Um, hey, have you ever, have you ever been in a boxing match? I have, I have. Do you know this? So you just wanted me to talk about it. Uh, yeah, it was in between freshman and sophomore year of college, ah. uh, outside of Andrew Zangri's dad's house cool. in Summerfield. Uh, I forget who had two sets of boxing gloves, but idiot. Yeah, me and Stephen Smithwick boxed outside of Zangri's house for cool. two or three rounds. We each landed some good blows. We both knocked each other down. Um, but ultimately, I won because I never went to prison. <laughs> I was gonna say that when I was like, I don't I mean, know if I should. You guys set me up for anything. Um, no, I was gonna say, but I was like, I don't know if he listens to this and would be upset. I would love, like, I like once I, I get know. my back in order, I would love. I, I've said I've wanted a you a bag a in bag. the garage, but I would love to just like go, go to like to one of those MMA. I, w- I would go with you. I would love to do that. I would yeah. love to take up kickboxing or something yeah. like that. It's I would so good for you. I would love it. Yeah. We would be in the best shape ever. Absolutely. Let's um, do it. Okay. So that can be cheap. Money ain't nothing but a number, baby. Thanks, Aaliyah. Um, dust yourself off and try again. That's not the song I was referencing. I know, man. I was a different Aaliyah <laughs> song, man. Um, is there anything you don't like about the movie? No. So I have a couple grievances. What are, what are your grievances? Um, again, to talk about, like, Real life sports in the middle of it. This movie makes Max Kellerbo- Kellerman tolerable, but the PTI stuff was so like tacked on and obnoxious. What? It was trying to make it more real. I know, but like, like I the whole HBO HBO sports interview. That stuff I fucking loved. Okay. Like doing the HBO sports. You just don't like the PTI guys. No, I love. Are you kidding me? I love Cornhuskers Mobile. I've been watching them for twenty years. It's crazy. I've been on the air like twenty years at this point. Well, you I love tell. them, but like. Their hyperbole and like their style and like them, but it's hard for real sports people to talk about fake sports. Like them talking about like I have Apollo Creed is like the best ever. Like they're not convincing because they're not actors, so it takes me out of watching the movie. But I disagree. I disagree with that because it does for me because they do the same hyperbole when they talk about how the Vikings are the best football team. You know, like like it's this. I think that it's the same. Um, and they don't have to be actors. Like, they're sports commentators playing sports commentators. Mm-hmm. You don't have to be an actor for that. I feel like it's worse if you're an actor trying to do something See, I like disagree. that. Well, maybe it's different for the... you because I have an I have more of a, a pedigree in seeing them on a regular basis. What the fuck <laughs> is that supposed to Pedigree's mean? Pedigree's the wrong twist What the words. fuck I mean, is that supposed I to mean? I knew you are going to jump all over me. Um, so why don't you try using a different word then? 
I'm a man, so I'm better, and I can understand this. <laughs> Happy International Women, Women's Day, everybody, last week. Um, <laughs> can I vent on something real quick that probably shouldn't make air, but I probably won't take it out? So at work, um, several, uh, in our district, several managers, like, message out, like, oh, happy International Women's Day, yada, yada, yes. yada, nice sentiments and what. Great, happy International Women's the Day. The one fucking manager who we both don't like, of course, had to respond every single time, like, oh, thanks so much for the recognition, like, this isn't your day, Dawn, shut the fuck up, I don't care, god damn it, you fucking gargoyle. Um, <laughs> she had to respond to every single email to everybody, oh, thanks so much, it you're means not a lot supposed, to you're us. You're supposed to just do reply, not reply all. She doesn't know. Fucking hell, Dawn is the LVP of this movie. I'm gonna make Dawn a character on the show. Like how Sharon is on the RJ Hates Rap. Now Dawn is a character on the yeah. show. Um, so I didn't like that. I also didn't like the fight at the concert. It felt unnecessary. Like, oh, like you when needed, he gets upset. You needed some tension and some aggravation. Like you yeah. needed to show his temper. The same thing you see in the Conlon fight. I like the Conlon angle. Like, I, I liked how they treated, like, these fake characters as real sports, because they are legitimate boxers, when they blasted the spats, uh, the, the spats, the stats up, different style, different angle, was fun to see, but Conlon wasn't necessarily really a villain, he was a guy who made a bad decision, which happens in sports all the fucking time nowadays. Oh, what? And, um... Word? And, yeah. And, uh, hmm. and, like, he needed one last fight to f- support his family. You know, he was a loudmouth. He was a braggadocious. Obviously, he was a prick because, Most you know. Most people in sports are. Yeah. But at the end, he was like, you're the future of this division. Thank, you know, great fight. Great like good. This guy, yeah, you know, yeah. like. Like, that's a legitimate thing. Like, yeah. Like, even though. You see it all the time with good all, MMA fighters and good boxers. Like, and they, even. It's all about the buildup, but as soon as it's teams, over. Even sports teams, too. As soon as it's over, there's respect. There's right. sportsmanship. There should be like that. Um, like, I've seen it in basketball. When LeBron's yeah. playing, mm-hmm. if he wins or loses, I see that from him. Very true. No, it's true. I know. I'm, I'm not trying to. I know. I'm not trying to poke fun at you. I know what you're talking about. But you know what I mean, like, like. But um. It's all about like the only way for you to get better as a player, or as a um, competitor, is to go against competition. Yeah. You know. Um, but the fight, like you know. Him just like blowing it out of proportion and stuff like yeah, I get it, that. It, it created what it felt like to be was unnecessary strife between him and sure. um, Bianca, and it's like I like their I like, I the, like relationship. the relationship a lot. It's I like, genuine. It's its like, own take on the the mm-hmm. Adrian and Rocky thing. It's not a, it's not like the weird courtship that it is. And I just like their little quirky scenes together. She takes him to the Philly mm-hmm. place. It's got it's got her, quirk still, so it has shades of Rocky and Adrian, right. but it's its own thing. And she like has her a defect. Defect. She has a deficiency. A deficiency. She has fucking ear troubles. What <laughs> to say? <laughs> With her hearing loss and everything, but I like their relationship. Yeah, I mean, I just I like, I like it. Yeah. Um, the music also was great. The yes, future Meek Mill. Good. I was going to talk about Bianca's music, which we'll get to in Creed Two. Not so good. Oh, Tessa Thompson. Well, she's actually a, like a pretty decent musician, but that character in the songs they write for her, I'm like, is she supposed to be bad? <laughs> she's deaf. Yeah, but like, it's, uh, no, Ray Charles was blind. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yeah, so was Ray Charles, and he was fine. Um, Beethoven was deaf. Um, that girl on America's Got Talent was deaf. Very true. Yeah, deaf people can do things. They're not deficient at all. How dare you? Um, um, I wish I could. 
punch you. Uh, so other little, so that's the only stuff that I really did. And also with that fight scene uh, in the the club, immediately the jail scene and Rocky picking him up, Sly, Sly. Every time the movie takes a little dip, Stallone's there to pick it right back up. Um, it does get a little melodramatic with the disagreements and the fights and stuff in that one little stretch. Um, There's just a lot of tension for tension's sake. Between that and Rocky getting cancer and stuff, which is, I think some people kind of poo-pooed that. I love it because it's obvious that it's something that he struggled with with other people, and it gives Rocky... Woman cancer. (laughs) She had the uh, woman cancer. Why did I say that like that? I said like (laughs) Enzo Amore. Um, Rocky doesn't know what the fuck ovaries are. Come on. Uh, Stallone doesn't know what ovaries are. Uh... But him getting it is such a, like, like he's conquered so many obstacles. This, this is, is the, the biggest obstacle for him to do yeah. it. And the way that he learns it and, like, the way he reacts to it, again, just like I said in the first, in Rocky Balboa, when, like, his son hugs him, like, he immediately knows what this is and he comes to grips with it so quickly. And it's like, that's what my wife had. She fought it. Like, the way he wells up, the way he reacts... And the way that he fights it, even still when Creed tells him, like, you got to fight this. He's like, no, like, you don't know what I've been through with this. Um, and then also, like, how sweet and sad he is again being alone in the grave. Because now he lost Polly too. Like, he is legitimately on his own. And he's fine with it. He's fine leaving. He's fine being on his own. But this, but Creed gives him, you know, something. something. It gives him another chance at what he missed out 25 years ago with. Tommy Gunn, and when he misses out with his son still, you know? Um, that's why I Sloan's the MVP of this movie, because everything that that Michael B. Jordan dis, uh, displays about, um, you know, being basically a bastard and not having any legitimate family, despite his, for all intents and purposes, mother taking him in, and um, all that, like, you haven't built seven movies worth of it, so you feel it, but it's going to take us time with however many of these that they make for him to really, you know, drum up that sympathy and and have that impact. Whereas for this, I feel everything that happens to Stallone because we've just seen it over the course of a couple months. And also we felt it over the course of 35, 40 years. Yeah. Um, so that's why, and like, it's not, everything with Rocky is not melodramatic. The Creed stuff is melodramatic. It feels very real and very intimate when it's happening with Stallone. Okay, I guess I So see. that's why he is, for me, the MVP. Um, so I believe we just made history here. So Stallone, after, <laughs> after five movies, <laughs> finally gets two MVPs for the Rocky franchise. And he's also two LVPs. He is the first multi-MVP and multi-MVP in LVP. this podcast. MVP and LVP multi-times in history. Wow. So that's just alone. Um, so, so. so yes, two MVPs for Stallone. Should be one Oscar. One of my favorite award show moments ever is when he won the Supporting Actor win at the Golden Globes. And... They announce it, and it cuts to him, like, sitting in at the table, and he's like, wow, what? Like, he's surprised he's almost. so shocked. But then, like, he stands up, and they play the Rocky theme. Like, the dun 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 It's like him walking up to get his award. The whole room is standing up. It's like, motherfucker, this is just like we started the movie over again. He's he's the best. Saloon is incredible. Um, 
other little minor things I wrote down in my notes I wanted to mention. Um, what I felt was a very great touch was the first scene that um, he comes to the restaurant and he reveals like who he is and how they act and stuff. Revealing that, uh, that Apollo won the third fight, I feel, is a very nice touch. Yeah. Um, well, he did. To- totally unnecessary. Like, he didn't yeah. even want to say it, but he was like, he did, you know? Yeah. And you don't even care if he's just making his son feel good or not. Like, you believe it, and it's just, it's a nice moment. I like that touch. Um, I can't, uh, I can't talk enough about the, the first scene, uh, the first fight scene against uh, that douchebag's um, son. It's one take, the steady cam. Oh, yeah. The steady cam captures the fight so flawlessly. His fucking eyebrow gets cut, and they don't cut. It's amazing. Um, really great. Uh, I said uh, Sly getting, uh, that character getting cancer or something all of its own, picks it back up. Uh, the t- again, the one-take entrance, the tension on it is so palpable, like, it's incredible. Um, how are you with the, uh, the, 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 uh, the uh, special effects in that fight scene? Were you okay with those? There weren't special Yes, there was. There, again, not more, like, more like... flashbacks, more, like, there's literally, like, just, like, st- like close-up shots of blood splattering and getting spit and everything else. You're fine yeah, with that? Yeah, but no, but it was, they didn't, like... Inverse the coloring and all of that. That's what I didn't like. That's what I meant by special effects. Not adding flashbacks to it. That's not special effects. Mm -hmm. But the special effects in Rocky Balboa that I did not appreciate was when they inverse the colors and they made everything black and white and they highlighted the yellow. And I was like, that's not necessary. I see it's yellow. You don't have to to make everything else black and white so I see it's yellow. Um, Also, I love that uh, we are now... In the era of the modern times where, like, entrances are fucking badass. Like, Pretty Ricky Collins' entrance is, like, fucking dope as shit. Yeah. Um, it's not It's not James Brown having a stroke on stage. No, and but again, I mean... It just ups it, you know? It does, but it still is reminiscent of, like, why people hate Americans and... No, it has nothing to do with it. There's plenty of grandeur on an international scale with stuff like that. Look at every fucking Olympics we have now. And these big ass like yes, elaborate, that's like that's not a, just an America thing. That's just sports. Yeah, now. but we do it. We do it. We do it the best. We do it better. USA, USA. Um. Yeah, there's uh, there's another scene I was gonna mention that like there's just so much to it that I love. Yeah, but I mean, like the fighting was great, and I think it was good a good choice to pick. The best directed it- scenes. In terms of the fighting, like... Yes, but I think also the best fight scenes because you had actual fighters, too, not just actors. Jo- and Jordan, like... You know what I mean? Like, yes, Stallone was an actor, but, like, Carl Weathers was an actor, and Dolph Lundgren was an actor. Carl they were we- actors first. Let's they, quickly... Let's, they were in really great shape. Those, I'm not neglecting Those four, that. rank those four in terms of, from what you can recall, their fighting. Like, in terms of, like, how they looked as fighters. How they looked as fighters? Yeah. Like, their fighting ability and... and Yeah, like, how they looked. Because those are the four that we've seen, because Tommy Morrison was a legitimate fighter. Antonio Tarver. Pretty Ricky Conlon is an actual person. The guy who plays Wheeler. You know, like, they're all, like, legit. So, I would say, I think... I mean, it's hard to compare them. I have... Dolph Lundgren was doing steroids. Well, the character was doing steroids. Yeah, excuse you. Probably because I think I have I think have Stallone at the bottom. Yeah, no, Stallone's the worst. <laughs> I think he. I think but he, he was unfortunately... meant to be. He's meant to be. Yeah, like, that's not, the whole story arc. He's not. He's not the best fighter. The best. He's, he's not, not in prime. He has the most heart. Like you know. I would say, 
Carl Weathers, I think, is number one. I have Carl Weathers one, and I have Dolph Lundgren two. Oh, I was going to say Michael B. Jordan. I wasn't counting Michael B. Jordan. I'm sorry. I was talking to the original four. I would say Jordan in these first two movies is probably... Who's the fourth one? Mr. T. I have oh, I, oh, oh. my order would be a pot would be yes. Weathers, Dolph, T, Mr. T Stallone. And Stallone. Yes, I would yes, probably yes. put Michael B. Jordan in uh, between Weathers and Drago or, and Dolph Lundgren, possibly being number one. Yeah. Just because you can tell conditioning wise, not that Carl Weathers looked out of shape. Carl Weathers no. didn't have an ounce of fat on him, but it's also I'm giving him more the benefit of the doubt because it's the 2000s now and like conditioning and training and everything that we know. Is so much more advanced than what they had then. Um, I could talk about fucking creepy. We need to to name an LVP. Um, I I don't. I love this movie so. uh, So we named Stallone the MVP. Uh, Michael B. Jordan is a very close number two. Tessa Thompson's great. Um, Felicia Rashad taking over the mantle as as Mrs. Creed is also fantastic. Um, I have two. I originally wrote down Max Kellerman just as soon as I saw him again. I'm like, oh, fucking hell, Max Kellerman's back. I had two. Um, the guy who played uh, Stuntman Wheeler, like the champion who knocks him out at first. Again, I hate dumping on like real athletes who are hired because they can convincingly be boxers in scenes. But his minor deliveries weren't great. The other person I have is the, I guess he basically runs Mixed Gym. I didn't like him. But that's just that guy. I didn't like him. Like I didn't like him. So Get he, him out. He plays the same character in The Dark Knight. Yeah, fuck that you know, guy. I know who that is. Yeah, fuck that guy. My dogs are hungry! <laughs> Give him LVP just for that. For my impression of him in a different movie? <laughs> yes. That guy doesn't deserve that. What's his name? Uh, I Maybe think his yeah. name's Richie Coster. I think oh, his name. I was going to say Ricky Coster. I said, no, that's the fighter. Um, I think that's his name. Hold on. Let me find him. Yeah, he's an English actor. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, he was. Oh, he was Mayor Sh- uh, Shoshani in True Detective. Oh, he wasn't the one that uh, Colin Farrell threatened to butt fuck on the front lawn with his mom's headless corpse. Um, yeah. I mean, every time I see him, I'm like, oh, it's that guy. And you know, I think he does a good job. You know, like, kind of needling Rocky about his son, and then like he finds out about Adonis, Adonis who he is. Um, and you're like, him kind of swarmy, but I guess in the midst of everything else in this movie, it kind of would almost have to be him, so. What's his name? Richie Coster. Is the, uh, LVP of Creed. Um, another thing I really liked, uh, was just the progression of him earning the Creed mantle. Like, his mom accepting it, giving him the, 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 the shorts that have both names on it. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm changing the score I had written down based on our discussion yeah because throughout the I did the same thing for Balboa I bumped it up after you know kind of recognizing certain things anything else on Creed I want to literally rewatch this as soon as we're done <laughs> like I like this is going to be an ultimate cable movie in terms oh, of like yeah. when it's on I could watch this all the I fucking know, time well, it's, so emotional. it's so emotional it's so emotional it and so, and so follows the same formula. Like he doesn't have to win that fight. Like like Kellerman says, Conlon wins the fight. Creed wins the night. Yeah. Um, and For he does. Someone you don't like, you sure do talk about him a lot. Who? Kellerman. 
Well, like I said, I think he does a good job as in terms of like being a boxing analyst. He's the most believable in terms of like. That's what he does. He's not acting at it. Yeah, but but you'd be surprised when people are fed lines, and we'll get to it in the next movie. Um, when people are fed lines and they're in this world, like it just doesn't fit the same, you know. So um, yeah, there's so much about this that just I've uh, just I'm blown away by. I love Score time. I scored first, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. You sure? Yeah. Oh, oh no. What did I do? Fuck it. Yeah? I'm giving it a 10. Are you kidding? I'm giving it a 10. Because I gave it a 10. I had originally a 9.5. I had a, a 9, and then through talking about it, I gave it a 10. I had it at a 9.5 because of the fights, because of the, the club scene, and because of, what was the other little thing I didn't like? But but like the PTI thing, thing. Little things. But again, I, they're little things. Like, everything else that makes it up is so much better. I just think it's so well done. So, we have a 10. And it's, I, I just think Creed. it's so well done, and it just really does such a great job of, of moving the story along and taking the same universe, but creating this new, this new journey for people to be on. And That's I just thoroughly, thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed yeah. it. The first 10 of the year. Cool, let's get into this next movie. Can I have the box? So a 10 for Creed 2. We'll have to get off to find a Creed pin, and I'm sure I'll find something. Finally, Creed 2. It's the first time we'd seen it. I had been waiting to watch it. Been waiting, anticipated it highly. Engaging, emotional, gripping, and entertaining, says Rodrigo Perez, The Playlist. Absolutely exhilarating, says Mike Reyes, Cinema Blend. Between personal obligations and training for his next big fight, Adonis Creed, son of deceased world heavyweight champion Apollo Creed, has boxing in his blood, but is up against the biggest challenge of his life. Didn't I already read this? (laughs) Facing an opponent with ties to his family's past only intensifies his impending battle in the ring. Adonis and Rocky Balboa, his father's rival-turned-friend, need to confront their shared legacy, question what's worth fighting for, and discover that nothing's more important than family. Legit, that line is the same line from that box. Like, just read about Adonis. Adonis Adonis Creed, son of deceased world heavyweight boxing champion, has boxing in his blood. I was like, wait, am I reading the wrong box? What happened? What lazy writing. Um... So, <laughs> we, um, <laughs> did you just, no, no, did you just, yeah, yeah, yeah. What'd you mean that about? Nothing. All right, so let's let the cat out of the bag, huh? So, I don't know if we joked about this when the movie was in theaters or whatnot. So, this movie is written by two people, one of them being Sylvester Stallone. He's back I'm and back, better than really? ever. Uh, the other writer on this movie is Joel Taylor, who is a friend of ours, who we know personally. We've not seen in uh, many years. Uh, we 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 actually have cast casted we him. We did improv and sketch comedy with him. He was a writer for our comedy. He was shows. a writer for our comedy show and was also an actor in our comedy show. He was in uh, Evolution. The way our show worked was we always did a show called Generation. We started getting too many people coming out to audition, so we created like a newcomer show for either people who like were just starting or for people 
who were established veterans who made us and I had the best audition compared to others. Cool, thanks for throwing that in there no for, problem. For, for me and Augie um, and Marcella. You know, it was what it was. Um, <laughs> it's okay, that show was much better. It was, it turned out being season. much better. Uh, so he was an actor in Evolution 1 and he was a writer for Generation 5. Um, so I can, for the rest of my life, say that I wrote a sketch where the writer of Creed 2 was in a diaper. <laughs> yeah, we wore diapers for that. And, and to this day, the best line I ever wrote in my entire life, Joel Taylor was the one who delivered it. Um, we wrote a sketch that was, uh, everyone was babies, they were all in diapers, and they were being asked what they wanted to be when they, when, when they were children. And you and uh, Augie asked Joel, you know, what did you want to be when you grew up? And he goes, I wanted to be a magician. And Augie's like, well, what happened? He goes, well, my dad said, why bother when I already made mommy disappear? <laughs> and it gets the best, like, oh, like, sad laughter of all time. His delivery was on point. And Joel has the biggest, thinnest legs I've ever seen in my <laughs> entire life. Um, so it was interesting for us, you know, he was a, a film major at UF. Um, didn't do a lot more besides that with UF. I mean, was friends with other people who we know who work in the industry. Um, but yeah, he's just been working his ass off and now is writing Creed 2. And, and from this, I found out that he just sold a seven-figure script to Legendary for some sci-fi movie he's going to be doing. He's going to be making his directorial debut with a movie with Brian Tyree Henry coming up soon. So, like, he's crushing it. He's killing it out there. And he got Bill Dover Stallone in the writing credit for this. Well, I actually read a, a really interesting interview afterwards. You go, Joel Taylor. I read a very Keep interesting interview. Don't forget the people who gave you your start. So, though. originally, the first treatment for this script was written by... I'm always going to fuck up his name. Oh, my God. But seriously, don't forget the people who gave you start when you were just a young kid. All right? Uh, Chio Hodori Coker, who is a famous music journalist... He's been a writer and a producer for a lot of different things. He wrote the screenplay for Notorious, wrote the first treatment, ended up not using it. They brought uh, Stallone, well, Stallone and him are already working on it. They brought Joel in because Joel is close friends with Stephen Kappel, who's the director of the movie. Um, they brought him in to do the rewrite. So, like, like him and Stallone are basically, like, working on two different scripts, and they just, like, come together and figure it out. And then the rewrites, they just have to keep, like, writing their own rewrites and figuring it out. It was an interesting process, but... Um, he, you know, he did it. All that said. Good on you, Jua. Good on you. you hey, man, you fucking made you it. You made it, bro. You made it, so Congrats, congratulations. Man. We're very proud of very you. Very proud. We're going to watch some evolution sketches after this. That said, <laughs> I was not the biggest fan of this movie. I felt largely... I wrote at two different occasions in my notes, I'm struggling to hold interest. Was what I... So both Creed and Creed 2 were the longest movies in the franchise by a pretty significant amount. They're both two hours and 15 minutes, essentially. This Creed does not feel it at all. This one feels it. It's, it feels long, and the angle they take is not interesting at all to me. On the Creed side of things. Okay. So we said something similar when we went from, like, Rocky 3 to Rocky 4. Um, just how you're coming from, like, this high. You mm -hmm. know, one of the better movies in the franchise. And then this movie then becomes 
not about boxing, but about them as characters. When you already have established characters, mm -hmm. yeah. and you don't need 80% character development and 20% boxing. You need 20% character development and 80% boxing, because it is a sequel, it is a through line, like... You, you don't need exposition. Like, you already have had a movie of exposition. Mm -hmm. You don't need it in a sequel. You don't need it in a sequel. That's not even exposition. That's what but... this movie does. It gives you so much more character development. Mm -hmm. You know, oh, her hearing loss is getting worse. Oh, they're going to get married. Oh, there's a sex scene within the first five minutes of the movie. Oh, th then... Um, then... What am I saying? And then... Uh, Worst notes of all time. I know the worst notes ever. Oh, my God. But then, you know, the, the conflict comes. But then you see, oh, he got shunned when he went back to Russia. Dolph Lundgren's character got shunned when he went back mm -hmm. to Russia. But then, oh, the wife left. But then she's back. And she, it's Brigitte Nielsen. And where's Flavor Flav? Because they should be together. Because Ridiculous. that's what I think. And that, so But you I see all this character development. Yeah. And it's, I don't think, not necessary. So we always need character development in the movie. Not My thing was that it felt... Like, it was a bloated movie in terms of, like, there's so much of it that just, is he going to fight or is he not going to fight? Is, is he going to go along with it? Like, so many of these scenes, like, we're eight movies in and this is still the crux of these movies. What was the stuff that we didn't enjoy in Creed? Was those sequences. Like, like the, the fucking, the, the struggle of, you know, his temper and the struggle of, him and Rocky, you know, juggling, you know, getting treatment or not getting treatment. Like, that's the bulk of this movie is, is he going to take the fight with each individual character, with his mom, with his wife, with Rocky? He takes the fight. And then afterwards, him struggling with coming back with each one of those individual characters. Like... Yeah, it's drawn out. It's extremely drawn out. And that's what out. I mean in terms... And I know you have to have character development in every movie. Yeah. I know that. But, I mean, you could have had... That with one character, right? Mm -hmm. And the rest of it filled with boxing or, or fighting or training or something. That's what I mean. It's not necessarily character development, but it's more exposition. It's more backstory that we don't need yeah. necessarily at this point because you're still trying to make him established as a box. From the jump, I felt something was off. The first 20 minutes are rough. Simple but effective intro to start. So he's had a bunch of fights. He's got the title match again. You can already feel Ryan Coogler's absence because there it just doesn't look the same. Like the fight sequences are a lot more uh, unsteady and like kind of all over the place. And then like he wins. Cool. Great. Different formula. You don't wait the whole fight to like the whole movie for him to win the title and have this big accomplishment. That's the point. But it's so anticlimactic and has no like actual joy in it. Like it's just like Creed is the heavyweight champion of the world. You know what? Like now everything changes. Like then he moves to LA. It just feels off. Like to it's get a house. well, then like even get like the following pregnant. scene, like he's gonna like propose to her. Like that whole like it just felt off. It felt so rushed. It felt rushed because they wanted to do something different. They wanted to have a whole movie be about him, you know, making being the champion. You know what I mean? I appreciate that. I get that. Breaking formulas. But it's still a milestone for this character and it should feel like it. It didn't. Like, I would have been better off if the movie just opened and he was already champion. Yeah. Like, that would have been fine. And, and also... Show us a recap flashback. Sure. Oh, then a great fucking shout out. Like, do it as if we already saw it, but we didn't. That would have been great. 
Um, and also, they, they, they made doubt about it because he beats this guy, like, three years after the fact, you know? Like, I like the continuity, but it still kind of felt... Everything immediately felt off to me. Yeah. Stallone fell off. He's not the LVP. He's still good in this, but compared to the past two movies, he feels stilted because he didn't... Like, he just isn't as invested, I feel like. He definitely is more of a backseat in this one. Um, not that it is going to impact his performance, but, you know, he's good. He's not great. Um... Like we talked about, the stuff that I liked in this movie was the Drago story. That shit captivated me. The Creed story, I could not care less about, honestly. Like, every time I got to it, I was like, show me more of that. Mm-hmm. Like, that angle of it was super compelling because both those guys were very good. They were good. Because, and they didn't even need to fucking say anything. Just their, the same thing I talked about in Rocky IV. Um, I'll just come out and say, I think Dolph Lundgren is the MVP in this movie. Um, he comes for it because also it's his first time he really gets to talk as Drago yeah, yeah, too, yeah. He, 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 and he is. I was shocked he was speaking. The scene with him at Adrian's, and like I talked about earlier, like Rocky, like 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 Rocky doesn't have any love for him. You know what I mean? It's yeah. not like they respect him as a fighter or whatever. Like you killed his friend. You know, like you tried like, to basically kill me. Back. Yeah, and you ain't got no pictures of me up on the wall. Like, you know, yeah. like that kind of thing. And even like the comment he made to Michael B. Jordan, like, oh, your, your dad was, um, your dad, you know, you're smaller than your father. And he's just like fucking come after him. Lundgren comes for it in this movie. Like Lundgren is ready to fucking play. But the story of like, he lost everything in that fight. Like he lost everything, you know, and had, to, like leave, the he had to leave the country. He had to, like his wife left him and like all he has is the son and he's making the same mistakes that were made with him. It's all about making him a machine, making him the best, and to like, and doesn't care him. about his son having emotions essentially, and like, like you know, like why are we here with these people who want nothing to do with us? Why are we here, you know, and and our yeah. mom's back? And it's huge, by the way, that Bridget Nielsen did this movie. Her and Stallone did not have an easy divorce, so for them to put bygones aside yeah. and have her have a presence in this she is was so pregnant with her important fifth child. and needed in this. Yeah, she's um, pregnant in this movie too. Like. I want to see a fucking Drago movie. Was it Flavor Flav's kid? Like, no. Are they, are Flav Flav's no. Stop living in 2007. Man, I can't help um, it. Like, I want to see a Drago movie after this. So we talked about deleted scenes earlier, right? We wanted to watch the Creed ones, and I talked about the Rocky Bobo one. So yesterday, when I was uh, using the restroom facilities for many minutes with an upset stomach, um, <laughs> there was a video recommendation of a Creed, dele- a Creed two deleted scene. And it was after the fight. Draga, uh, a Victor in his locker room and like the Creed camp is leaving and Creed's like, yo, hold up, I'll be right there. He goes and sits down next to Victor and just sits there and like he says something, he's like, you know, a loss doesn't make a fighter. It's what happens after loss it does. And they kind of just sit there. They don't like, he really acknowledges her and he's like, gets up, kind of like shows him the respect and leaves. And then uh, Ivan walks in and like sits down next to his son and takes care of him. Rocky walks by and stands in the hallway, looks at the two of them. Nothing is said. Ivan just looks up and goes, kind of shakes his head and winks at Rocky. And Rocky goes, like a little head nod and just leaves. Like, why the fuck was that not in the movie? That would have been pretty good. That uh, We'll watch it afterwards. Like, that, okay. it, like there's hardly any word said. And that two and a half minutes was like, like the best scene like in the fucking movie That's that wasn't good. in the movie. Like, that was perfect. That was absolutely yeah. fucking perfect for that. But all the Drago stuff... And the way that the fight ends and the way that the movie ends is him not wanting 
anybody. Like, Drago basically is the hero because this was going exactly where everything else went. And he's like, no, I gotta stop it. He, he, not only does he save his son and realizes that his son is more important and, you know, it's okay to lose and, you know, the love and affection they have for each other is more important. He saves Creed, too. Yeah. Like, he, he doesn't want him, not that he cares, but, like, he doesn't want that to be on anybody's conscience to, like, kill another man. Like, it is on his. Right. You know? Like, that's why I said, like, for not saying as much as he does, just basing everything on facial expressions and the little bit of words that he does, he's the MVP for me. I know you love Michael B. Jordan. I think Michael B. Jordan does a great job. He does a great job. I think he suffers from the fact that his character is poorly written in this movie. Because for the majority of this movie, Adonis Creed is a whiny and insufferable character. And he's not likable. And not at any point in any of the Rocky movies is Rocky unlikable. Creed is unlikable in this. Yeah. The angle they took it, fine. You know, that's how fame and being the champion and him dealing with, you know, his grief of never meeting his father and everything that's happening. I get that. But, like, him, like, in that hospital scene, like, after, like, Victor puts him in there and everything leading up to it. He's just not, it's not fun to watch him be that way. And it's not fun to root for him. I, okay. I think, but I just think he's just such, he and Tessa do such a great job with these emotionally charged scenes, especially with getting pregnant, finding out that they're pregnant, going through that whole process and having her be deaf. Yeah. The baby deaf stuff was hard to handle. Was That scene I was bawling. Yeah, oops, I read a C on this card. That, yeah. One C, C or two C. Or three Cs. How many times did you cry? Did you cry in Balboa? I don't think so. Did you cry in Creed? I don't think so. I'll do one C. I'll give you the... I don't think... No, I cried in that baby that. scene, though. Like, when they were doing the testing and stuff. Because like, yeah. they were so upset. Like, like she... I think Tessa did such a great job in this movie, too. She, was she just, did. She was singing. turning in... Well, that's not her fault. Um, you know, just how she was like turning in and like, oh, just the emotion and I don't know, I guess it's cause now I'm a mom. Yeah, no, that's, I mean, that's the same thing it. for me. <laughs> it's because of, it's the parent in me. And that's why, despite because, everything I'm saying about this movie, the ending also got to me too, because this is the biggest one about family in terms of like the way the movie ends and it ends really beautifully of him at the grave, finally kind of like talking to his dad, introducing his family you see the Dragos running together, have a whole new appreciation, and then Rocky meeting his grandson for the first time. That scene, like despite everything I said about Sloan not, not kind of feeling it, him and now our, our the nation's dad, Milo Ventimiglia, you know, like you see him like more like Jack Pearson there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and like them, like again, Sloan's the best at hugging somebody and showing emotion. Um, like that I think scene... that's just how Italian people are. <laughs> Very true. I think that's how Italians are. That scene is so, is so powerful because like you finally feel like okay, Rocky's gonna be good. Just like at the end of the fight, like Rocky doesn't get in the ring. He's like, "This is your time." Like, this yeah. isn't about Stallone anymore. Like, it's a metaphor for like the franchise, but also it's the ultimate like conclusion of the Rocky character. And I think if they go forward, I think Stallone has said. Like, Rocky's done. Like, it's just going to be Creed, which I appreciate. And that's the perfect way for him to go out is finally be at peace with his son, getting to be a grandfather, having a family setting again. Like, that ending stuff got me. Same thing with, like, the baby being deaf. Like, yeah, of course that got me. Like, I have a child now. And, you know, we were just listening to her moan as we were recording this upstairs because she's sick. And I'm like, 
oh my god, she breaks my heart. That stuff super gets me in movies now. And it sucks. <laughs> um, so that's but the... I thought it was really emotionally charged. I think that they all did such a great job handling it, though. You know, because sometimes it's hard to, to do those. Those emotionally charged, yeah. you know, scenes with those different motivations. But I think everyone did a really great job. But I don't know if I... I don't know if I would say that um, Dolph Lundgren's that MVP of this. Michael Jordan plays this character very well. The character art is not great, and it I, hurts y- his You're face. not wrong. You're not wrong. So that's why I think that I'm going to give it to you, because well, you're we, not we wrong. Still, we still have more to talk through, so we'll, we'll see how it is. Um, I talked about him throwing in the towel and being pretty heavy. Um, I talked about the Drago movie. Um, I'm trying to... Just, I'm all over the place with my notes here. Oh, what? Um, shut up. At least my notes are organized. I know what the fuck they say. I talked about Creed being whiny and insufferable, struggling the whole interest of should he or should he not fight. Um, there are there are also very good scenes in this movie, like when um when he goes over to see Rocky and you know tries to convince him to come you know come train him for this fight. Like again, it's got good Mick and Rock flashbacks in terms of like like they had that in the first two movies. You know, like Rocky uh, Stallone is very good at being that Burgess Meredith character. Um, but this movie does get a little silly in terms of like this is basically like Rocky Four in terms of like being a little obnoxious at times. That training facility is stupid. <laughs> like, who puts a fucking boxer in the middle of the desert to rehabilitate fighters, all these ruffians and hooligans? Um, I mean, sure, did Stallone go to Russia to train? Yeah. <laughs> But at least he was going to fight there later. The fight wasn't in the desert. What'd you go out there for? Uh, another funny thing. It's not confirmed. It was rumored. And it also might be a bit of fan fiction. But to continue from Rocky Balboa, there was a initial rumor that that facility was going to be run by Clubber Lang. Because if you remember him training in Rocky Three, very much in the same kind of, like, in, like, this dilapidated basement with pipes and, like, unauthorized unorthodox style of training. Yes. Um, so they're like, it would have been a way for him, you know, kind of get in the graces of Rocky, you know, and it would have made sense character-wise to do so. Um, wasn't confirmed, but again, everyone should chuckle on the fact that Mr. T just didn't want to fucking yeah. take 50 grand or whatever to go do it. Probably. But it just made it pretty... And also the premise of it, like, it's crazy, like, if a boxer died in the ring... Their son would never fight that other boxer's son. Like that, just like is on like. I just feel like even that is like. It's in poor taste. I think it's yeah. It's in poor taste. Which I got worried that Russell Russell Hornsby, who I like as an actor, was going to basically be like George Washington Duke too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but he was just basically like a harmless, boring ass character. I even forgot he was there. Yeah, like he didn't have a lot to do. Um, but he could have. He was there uh, during Bianca's first terrible concert, and like, don't make a fucking like a professional musician be so bad. Like, have such crappy songs. Like when she did the music for like Adonis coming out, I was like, oh god, go back in the locker room. Yeah. Like, don't. This is gonna ruin your mojo. <laughs> like, coming out of the ring. Of this. I did like his entrances. I did like the first entrance. The entrances were great. The like, first entrance. Oh, that mm-hmm. was cool. That was really yeah, nice. All the entrances. I were thought fantastic. that was great. Um. Yeah, the entrances were good. I just, everything in the middle just was too drawn out yeah. and too, 
And it was just, it was, he gets knocked down way too many times in that final fight to be believable. Like, like, the, for them to focus on, like, the ribs as much as they did, like. I mean, he broke his ribs. I know, but, like, yeah, guess what? I don't know why. I'm pretty sure in boxing still, a three knockdown rule is in effect. You get knocked down three times, like, the fight's over. Like, sure. they're not going to let you continue anymore. There's no way that, that referee was trying to kill Adonis Creed. They're just letting that fight go on way too long. History repeats itself. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Did we check to see if the ref was Russian? Um, I just struggled with a lot of this movie and how it was structured and yeah. and formulated. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> it's just, Sorry, man. You know, that's... I think it still had pretty decent performances. Like, so, okay, so who is going to be MVP? I think that you made a really good case for Dolph, Dolph Lundgren. Lundgren. I mean, I'm shocked that Michael B. Jordan's not knocking down an MVP here, but, but I think right. it's fair. you're right. The, the writing of the character, he In not even first, he could do it. Stallone had a Herculean performance in yes. Creed. Michael B. Jordan, you might as well lock down being should have been MVP at yes, the end of the year. Exactly. Like, number one nominee, absolutely. Yes. But for this one, like, if it weren't for Dolph Lundgren, who I feel like gets a lot of shit for being, like, this big meathead. This guy's, like, a fucking doctor. He's, like, he's like a physicist. And he's also a very good actor. Like, The Expendables? He's the best part of The Expendables, uh, too. We'll get there. I only have the first one. I need to remedy that. No, you uh, don't. No, you don't. What if, if we draw it out of the box right now? I'm buying them tonight, which would be great. I'll kill you. Uh, <laughs> I'll kill you. I'll kill you. Um, yeah, l- like... His power in this movie looms over it and saves it from, I think, being a complete disaster. Um, I like okay. the guy who plays his son, too. Hardly talks at all. But, hey, that's that's the formula, you know? Did he play Victor Crumb in the Harry Potter movies? No. Oh, I thought it was the same guy. No. no. I don't think so. No, this guy's like an actual boxer. Oh, okay. They had a big-ass casting call for this character and didn't think they could find anybody. And then finally Stallone found this guy like online or something. Um, Stallone's still good. We talked about Michael B. Jordan. Tessa Thompson's good. Um, Felicia Rashad has some fun in this one, so that's good to see. Um, Wood Harris is always fine. All right, Wood Harris, yo. Keep getting them checks, Wood Harris. He's in everything. Wood, Wood Harris is in everything. What, what other movie was he just in? Uh, we were watching Ant-Man on TV. Oh, yeah, we were watching Ant-Man on TV. He's in he's Ant-Man. Bobby Cannavale's bullshit partner. I didn't even partner. realize he was in that movie, but he's in everything lately. And I didn't even remember... Actively seeing him in something since Remember the Titans. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah, you, you go. You go, bro. Yeah, he's getting it. Who's your LVP? That's a great question. Have you ever been in a boxing match before? Fuck <laughs> you, Have you ever done boxing? <laughs> Why are you bringing this back up? Because I don't know who my LVP is trying to, I was trying to buy time. I have one. It's a it's a minor one like the like the last two are, well the first one wasn't because he's the main villain in the movie, and the last this one's definitely more minor than even the last one, so. This whole time I've been talking about real life commentators and athletes and them being poor in these movies, right? And I'm crapping on Skip Bayless, ultimately giving Max Kellerman the okay, so I'm watching both these fights, particularly the first one, and I'm like, who the fuck is this commentator that sounds like they're doing video game voiceovers? And sounds so goddamn unnatural and out of place. It's Roy Jones Jr., one of the best, like, light heavyweight boxers of all time, 
who legitimately does this job for HBO or Showtime on a regular basis now. Uh-huh. And I'm like, he's so bad. Like, just do what you normally do. Well, because they're giving him lines to say, he sounds so unnatural. He's He, he would be my vote. Okay. Out of a lack of anybody else. Sure. Um, Did you know that pregnant waitress lady from Adrian's side note? Mm-hmm. Uh... She knows Rocky, uh, Rocky. She knows Tommy Dreamer. She's in a movie with him. I'm just saying. Well, bring in a fucking fact. Fun fact. More you know. Sure. Do-do. <laughs> you suck. Uh, yeah, so he, he was my LVP. So, you know Creed 2 is an interesting case when Dolph Lundgren and Roy Jones Jr. are the MVPs and LVP. To recap, so eight Rocky movies, two MVPs for Carl Weathers, Two MVPs for Burgess Meredith. No, no, three MVPs. For Carl Weathers? Yeah. Two, three, and four. Oh, fuck. So three MVPs for Carl Weathers. Two, two MVPs for Burgess, Burgess Meredith. Two, two for Sylvester Sloan, Sloan. And one, one for, for Dolph, Dolph Lundgren. Lundgren. I think that's fair. And then no repeat LVPs. Burt Young got one. John, Talia Shire got one. And Stallone got one. And then John Pelchette, Tommy Oop, Morrison, yeah. Antonio Tarver. Richard, Richard Coster, Coster, and Roy Jones, Roy Jones Jr. Jr. Okay. We're, so I think they want to do a third one. I don't know where the third one goes. I want to see more Drago. I'd love to see... Really, the only character we haven't revisited at this point is Clubber Lang. I'd love to see a Clubber Lang come back. I um, would just like to see better written uh, character development. I would like to see... I mean, Coogler's so big now that I don't think he unfortunately is going to come back to this franchise. But I would like to see Michael B. Jordan maybe take more ownership of it. I don't know if he has writing or directing aspirations, but kind of like moving the story along, just like Stallone like has kind of taken ownership yeah. of it. I think it would be an interesting uh, way to see it. Um, yeah, I don't know where it would go from here. I think they def- this one made more money than the first one, because um, the first one basically proved the concept. Same thing with Rocky Balboa. Rocky Balboa made like $85 million. No one was expecting it. Yeah. And they, they don't make these movies... Like, very expensive now. Like, they do them pretty cheap, too. Mm. So, um... Yeah, because they don't have Mr. T in them. Exactly. Oh, damn, T can't make... Okay, cool, you just saved us a shit ton of money by switching <laughs> my car insurance. Um, <laughs> something I read about Mr. T was after, I think it was Hurricane Katrina, he stopped wearing the gold chains because, like, he felt it was insensitive to, like, do that. You're kidding, right? It, uh, something like that, I think. Hold that's, on. That's, that's hilarious. I'm gonna read... I'm gonna, like, get this ask, exact fact. Ask the echo. Oh, hey, Alexa. Why did Mr. T stop wearing his gold chains? Hmm, I don't know that one. She don't know nothing. Alexa. <laughs> Alexa. She hasn't known anything. Tell me about Mr. T and his chains. A chain is a serial assembly of connected pieces called links. Stupid typically bitch. made of metal with an overall character similar to that of a rope in that it is flexible and curved in compression but linear, rigid. Uh- Alexa, tell me about Mr. T. Lawrence Turow, known professionally as Mr. T, is an American actor, bodyguard, television personality, and retired professional wrestler, known for his roles as B.A. Baracus in the 1980s television series The 18 and as boxer Clubber Lang in the 1982 film Rocky III. Mr. T is known for his distinctive hairstyle inspired by warriors of Manduka Nation in West Africa. His gold jewelry and his top eye image. Um, Hey, Alexa. 
Play Rebecca Black's Friday. God damn it. Alexis, stop. <laughs> uh, that's my new favorite thing to do. It's the worst. Uh, he stopped wearing virtually all of his gold, one of his identifying marks, after helping with the cleanup of Hurricane Katrina in 2005. He said, as a Christian, when I saw other people lose their lives and lose their land and property, I felt that it would be a sin before God for me to continue wearing my gold. I felt it would be insensitive and disrespectful to the people who lost everything, so I stopped wearing my gold. Speaking of Mr. T, I apologize for everybody for not getting to this uh, last episode about Rocky. Wait a second. You can't just say that statement and then segue to something else. Let me respond about that sure. statement. What a douchebag, bro. You're a Christian and you are insen- and you think it's insensitive to wear those gold chains. You want to help people out? Give them some money. Yeah, sell the chains. Sell the chains and buy them some houses. Not to stay with me. The chains are in the house. And I, I'll keep them forever. What were you going to say? Uh, if you have not had the pleasure of watching Mr. T's WWE Hall of Fame induction speech. Oh yeah, he's sure a retired professional wrestler. go do so. Because nobody loves their mother more than Mr. T. He talked about his mother for 30 minutes. Didn't talk about anything he accomplished in his life. Like, I'm here for my mother. I love my mother on Mother's Day. And not only that... I love my mother on Father's Day. I love my mother on Arbor Day. I'm not making this shit up. There was a super cut on YouTube of every time Mr. T says the word mother in his WWE induction speech. It's a minute and a half. Wow, and at a certain point, it's so many of them in a row, it sounds like he's saying Muppet. Mother, 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 mother. They had to have the character Kane come out and interrupt his speech as the hook to get him off the stage. We'll watch the highlights of that and that deleted scene after this. Um, That's so funny. We are done with Rocky. Let's score Creed 2. I start. So I had to meticulously score everything because I wanted everything to kind of recap the way that I have it. This is an interesting one. I didn't necessarily enjoy it that much. I have an appreciation for a lot of it, but I think it struggled. I'm going right in the middle. I'm giving it a five. Okay, I was giving it a four and a half. Ooh, wow, you went even lower than I did. So 4.75. Yeah, because I, I liked it. But it's, such I, a big, it's such a big come down from Creed 2. It's too. such a big come down. It's such a big letdown that I was like, I, ugh. Was I was like, so disappointed, and I was so amped for Creed. I so. was so amped for it, too, because and it was And I was really excited to see this movie, and I just I just felt very let down. And this movie got such good reviews. It's like, what, 84? No, it was more like the low 70s, I think. Like, people definitely... Basically, the consensus was, it's nowhere near as fresh as Creed, and it struggles, you know, with some of the themes, but it's still enjoyable. Right. I, and I guess compared to some of the other Rocky movies, sure. But this is where my final total is, if I'm doing all eight movies, where my individual rankings were, and I think basically where they end up being as well. Creed, Rocky Two, Rocky Three, Rocky Balboa, Rocky, Creed Two, Rocky Four, Rocky Five. Okay, I think is that's where we fair. wound up. No, it is eighty four percent of Rotten Tomatoes. It is. Oh damn, I thought it was lower than that. No, okay. it's I, and that's what I thought. It's Certified Fresh, 84% of Ron Tomatoes. Yeah, they even People have a sticker about it saying Certified movie. Fresh on the box. People love this movie. I don't think love. I mean, like, it didn't get the award consideration the first one did. Um, it, it just didn't feel as special. That's all. Well, that's what this one got. 84%. Uh, that's the critics. And then 82% audience. Well, audience scores for, for Rocky's always, like, these are crowd pleasers. Like, these movies are, are for crowds to stand up and cheer. I think the ending of this movie 
really goes a long way with people because the last 20 minutes are particularly good. The final scene is, the final fight is good. Mm -hmm. Drago throwing in the towel, like I said, is incredibly powerful and amazing. And then the, uh, the summation of... So this was an eighty an eighty four percent Rotten Tomatoes. Mm-hmm. Creed's ninety five. Yeah. So like it just shows you even just that ten percent letdown, you know. Yeah. It's a sequel, like Rocky yeah. Two is yeah. a rare sequel that I feel like was better than the first. Better so. than it, yeah. We are done. So Hallelujah. last year was X Men. This year was Rocky, but we are I, very early in the year. I hope we don't get another one. We have a big ass. Big-ass box on your lap, Samantha. Reach in there for the first time in several months. It's overflowing with, with cards. God, I really hope that I get something good. What are we hoping for I just, here? I don't care. Just a singular something. movie, a good yeah. movie, something quick. What is it? Oh, oh no. my God. What is it? Just say it. The Little Mermaid series. No. <laughs> I call fucking shenanigans on this. I swear. You're kidding I me. So it's the Little Mermaid series. So we have the Little Mermaid, Little Mermaid two, and I do believe is that it? Just those two? I hope so. I don't fucking know. Let me look. Hold on. Let me look. God damn it. Well, at least we can watch them at any time because we can watch them with Jillian now. And they're they're short. They're like ninety minutes. The Little Mermaid. Oh, I can't wait. Oh my god, I'm so Sequels and spin-offs. <laughs> Series people. A direct-to-video sequel, The Little Mermaid 2, Return to the Sea. Yeah, we have that. And a direct-to-video p- prequel, The Little Mermaid, Ariel's Beginnings. Yep, we have that too. Which so those, I haven't seen that one, actually. Those are the three. I haven't seen Ariel's Beginnings yet. But I, we have all three of them. I can't believe you just drew A, another series, and B, The Little Fucking Mermaid. You're actually bawling your eyes out right now. Don't we each have a mulligan each where we get to make the person redraw? Please don't do that to me. <laughs> of course I won't. Please don't do that to and me. And I guess it's only fair that you just sat through eight fucking Rocky movies. Yeah, I get through. this. I get this shit. And you drew it, which is kind of sweet. And I drew it, and I get to watch it with my baby. Oh. I'm gonna cry. And I think it's also appropriate that this comes out. See, look, Married with Movies, we, we follow real life shit. Okay. Are you taking a picture of me right now? No, I'm, no. I'm, I'm, no, I'm, I'm, I'm on Wikipedia. Okay, yeah. This is we 83 got, minutes. Camera away from me. Um, but it doesn't feel like it. But they're talking about the live <laughs> it will when It will when I can't hear the fucking movie when you're singing over it the whole goddamn time. I'm, I'm not just going to sing. I'm going to also say all the words. Um, they're talking about the live action. Also, yeah. Want to make of, so we can wait a few months to do this because we can just have it time up with like when the live action Aladdin and Lion King comes out, right? So we'll watch it in the town first. And then we'll get to this. I will punch Why? you in the dick. It's you have a fist balled up. I don't even know if you know this. Oh, this is why you're asking me if I've ever boxed before, so you know how to prepare myself. <laughs> um, the oh, sequel, so Return sorry. to the Sea, is 75 yeah, minutes. Yeah, they're short. They're Disney movies. They're short. N- Renaissance Disney movies. And Ariel's Beginning is going to be like an hour. Is 77 yeah. minutes. Boy. All right, well, that's coming up soon. Oh, my gosh. And this movie came out when I was almost three. Mm-hmm. Yes, I mean, it was the first movie I ever saw in theaters. Yeah, it came out when I was almost three. We're going to mm-hmm. watch this, and Jillian's going to be almost three. 
She it's was, my favorite movie, She's man. currently sleeping with a stuffed Ariel and was wearing an Ariel nightgown all day. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, all the things I want to say, I was going to say for the next podcast. Talk about what this movie means to me. But I'm so excited, and that'll be quick. Three movies to get through. We could probably do them tomorrow. No. Oh. <laughs> no. We could do them when your mom's here. No, we can't. Oh, yeah, no. I can do that without you. Yeah. Yeah, we can watch it with, we can watch it with my mom. No, please don't. No, I changed your mind. <laughs> no, we're going to make my mom sit through it. <laughs> no, we already said we were going to watch The Town when mom's here. I think that's the, the most comparable movie up there that... Didn't you sit in between your parents when that came out? No, that came oh. out like 2009. Fuck, I was with you when that movie came out. Fuck you. I sat next to my dad in Rocky. We were men. We enjoyed it. Uh-huh. I, sat, I sat next to you and Steve during Creed. You did, right? We, we did the four of us went to Creed, yeah. Um... But don't say that, oh, once you and I got together that you stopped sitting in between your parents in the movies. Because the Christmas after we got together, you went to see the Four Christmases movie with your parents. So didn't that come out in 2007? Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Married <laughs> with Movies. We encourage you, as always, to get that fucking box out of my face. We encourage you, as always, to... I'm going to knock it out, and it's going to hurt. Get out of my way, box. Get out of my way, box. Thanks. You happy? Yeah. You are such a child. Look at you, your <laughs> shit-eating grin. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Married with Movies. Go to arcadeaudio.net for this podcast and the others in our network of shows. Patreon.com slash arcadeaudio to support the podcasts every single month. Our trivia series is going to be starting on there soon, as soon as I get around to editing them together. Um, I talked about our Facebook and our Twitter earlier on. Hit those up. Also, marriedwithmovies at gmail.com. Let us know what you think of the show. And, yeah. Summer movie season is here. Go go see some movies, people. Well, I guess it's not. It's only March. Just Captain Marvel came out. So we'll be talking about that next week. So don't spoil it for us. I'm already trying to avoid so much. Anything else? Uh, no, I think you covered it. For a mullet. This is mullet. Signing out for Married with Movies. We'll catch you next time on our couch. Slash the movies. Actually, I meant to tell you we're actually ending the show. So this is our last episode. So we don't have to even bother with it. Oh, fine, we won't watch it. Touche. I'm going to get to watch all these Disney movies regardless. Because we have a two-year-old. But cool, you, you, try to, you try to do it for me. You want me to give you a preview right now? Alright, so how the movie opens, right? Thank you for playing Arcade Audio. Play more at ArcadeAudio.net.